Hey, my name is Bill. And my name is Danny. And we are a, a couple, couple of park hoppers. This week, for the first time, we visited the Wave at Disney's Contemporary Resort for breakfast before heading over to Magic Kingdom. We also got official details regarding the Disney After Hours Boo Bash this fall, and we have some very honest thoughts about the event. Let's hop to it. know where to begin with this song because it makes me so happy oh just like they said <laughs> happy halloween it's just part of our routine oh my I, just, I can see all the dance moves in my head she, she's dancing it's really bad it's terrible <laughs> it's terrible my dancing it's, it's terrible However, I haven't seen it in a year, so bear with me. I used to be able to do the whole dance. You did. You did. It was pretty impressive. I mean, here's the thing. From, what, August to October last year, we were able to take in all the Halloween all the time as much as we could. I, I am honestly so excited to talk about this today, but... I do want to wait uh, till a little bit later to talk about that. Yeah, we'll get to this in the later part of the show. We wanted to cover, as you heard in the intro, we wanted to cover our first experience at the Wave uh, of, uh, I think it's called the uh, Wave of American Flavors yeah. at the Contemporary Resort, uh, just right next door to Magic Kingdom. Uh, we're really, really excited to tell you about that experience and to try to get you guys to do that if you haven't done that, because it's not going to be around for much longer. Yeah. I mean, it was such a bummer to hear that, but um, let's let's start at the top. Yeah. So first off, to start at the beginning. Yes. Four and a half years and one day ago, we made this thing <laughs> official. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So yesterday was our four and a half year anniversary. I mean, it it was it's one of those things where you don't like celebrate four and a half years. No. But you know Unless you really want to. Yeah. I mean you but it was fun to just be like, oh yeah, like it's the exact day. Let's go do something fun. Yeah. Uh I mean, because nobody is like we've been together four years and three months. Four years and seven months. You, when you've been together for years, you don't like yeah. necessarily count that anymore. Right. It's like it's like when a toddler turns two, you don't say like eighteen months, twenty months anymore. I think it's, like, it, it's it's years from then on. Basically, I feel like after twenty four months is when you, people start. Yeah, that's two. You're you're two at twenty four months. Well, I've I have heard people be like, she's thirty six months, and oh, I'm like, get out of here. You're three. Three. Years. <laughs> now you're, you're three. Now you're making me math too much. Yeah, right. If I have to think about how old your kid is and do math, then just tell me how old they are yeah. in years. Thirty four months. Uh, divide that by twelve. Carry the two. <laughs> <laughs> makes you uh, two years and ten months old. I can't math as it is, so yeah. don't make me do no, that. No, thank you. But uh, yeah. Speaking of math. What about math? <laughs> We're going to tell you how many Moses we have. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, four and a half years and one day ago, uh, we made this thing official. So we headed over to the Wave to just enjoy each other's company because sometimes life gets busy and you don't get enough you know, opportunities to just sit down and hang out together. Yeah, and we heard some really good things about the Wave's breakfast experience 
and the fact that they also had refillable mimosas on the menu. Yes. So Danny and I don't go out out that often. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, you know, we kind of enjoy each other's company at home, spend the time with the dog. Uh, we don't really drink much anymore. The dog doesn't drink at all. The dog doesn't drink at all. Uh, he is of age. <laughs> yes. For sure. Um, so we, um, we, we don't get out to drink very often. So, but when we do, it turns to be, it turns out to be pretty fun. Yeah. I mean, you gotta have fun when you go out together, yeah. right? Especially when they're refillable. Yeah. Refillable mimosas. Um, so first I just want to give a, sh- a shout out to Tim, who is our absolutely amazing cast member waiter that we had at the wave, uh, the other day. And it was just, it was, he made the experience that much better. He was very on top of things. He was very into his job. He had been there since the wave opened. I think he said he had been working for Disney for 26 years. Yeah, but like at the wave since it actually became the wave. And that was 15 years ago. After it was the arcade that you were saying uh, at the Contemporary. Um, but Tim, shout out to Tim. I know we told him about our show and hopefully he's listening. You he can hear how appreciative we were of his, uh, experience towards us. You took such great care of us, Tim. And, you know, people like you are the reason that we will go and do these things, even though we live here, because we get a little piece of the magic. So thank you. Thank you so much for taking such good care of us. Absolutely. Now we're going to talk a little bit about how Tim took such great care of us and what we got to have at the wave. We did. So first off, let's talk about what we ate. So we decided to obviously each order our own thing. However, we both ended up getting the same thing. Yep. Which sometimes just happens when I feel like when you've been together for a while, you start to, I don't know, just, it just kind of happens. Yeah. So your your appetites line up. Yeah. Somehow. (laughs) So uh, why don't you talk a little bit about what we got? All right. So for the actual breakfast portion of our day at the Wave, we actually both got the Wave Feast. On the menu, it is 20 bucks, um, and it does have eggs benedict, scrambled eggs, bacon, sausage, a Mickey waffle, bacon cheddar grits, breakfast potatoes, and fresh fruit. Now, I don't mind grits when there's things in it. I think grits are very plain when they're alone. Well, you're like I've told you before, like like shrimp and grits is pretty good, but in or the cheddar grits. But in the south, you're supposed to like load up grits with like butter, butter or yeah. cheese, and then it's just like hit or miss when you go out, right? So, but when when at Disney and you aren't a huge fan of grits to begin yeah. with, um, you had the tremendous idea of asking our wonderful waiter Tim that hey, can I suggest? Can, can I um? replace the grits with something else and he yeah. gave us a little bit of a list of things one happened to be another mickey waffle yeah he was just like well what do you want i was like i was thinking another mickey waffle because that's my jam Because that's <laughs> what you do when you get breakfast at disney you get as many mickey waffles as you possibly can yeah for real though um so we both actually replaced the bacon cheddar grits with the mickey waffle and it was a really big plate when it came out. I was really surprised. Yeah. I mean, the plate was a really great size to the point where, like, as I was eating, um, I am okay with an egg Benedict. I hadn't had one in a very long time. And so I guess I don't really like the taste of mustard. And I felt like that I could taste it a little there too much. There was definitely a, a fairly strong Dijon flavor in the Hollandaise sauce, 
which I did really, really like. I thought the hollandaise sauce was excellent. One of the best I've ever had. Um, but you, I, like you said, the mustard undertones kind of ruined it for you. I don't like ketchup or mustard. I know that that's like, I'm five years old, but I don't like ketchup or mustard. And so I actually took like a bite of it and I was like, this is really good, but it's just, if I'm going to be able to finish the things that I actually want to finish on this plate, I'm going to give that to you. So I, I pass it over to you. Yeah. And I have to say that the breakfast was spectacular. Everything on that plate was delicious. Even the eggs Benedict that I didn't eat. But like you said, <laughs> it was a fairly big, like... It was. A big serving. And I personally highly recommend going for the second Mickey waffle. Um, Tim also mentioned that if you do get something else, you can order a side of Mickey waffles. Yes. I don't think it's on the actual menu to get a side, but... Um, he said you can get the entree that has Mickey waffles as well. So maybe it comes with like three or four i'm sure or they have different ways to like that's work not their on magic. the menu yeah but it was absolutely delightful um i was really really happy with that choice now one of the main reasons that we were suggested to go to the wave was the fact that they do offer refillable mimosas for 19 dollars. and when you see refillable mimosas or unlimited drinks anywhere at disney for under 20 bucks Go try it out. So how about you also tell the people how much a single mimosa is? So a single mimosa on the menu is listed at $12, but the refillable one, it looks like it uses a different kind of champagne. And, and I'm not a champagne-er or a champagne connoisseur, I guess. So I don't really know what's a good quality uh Champagne, where it, on the mimosa for $12, it says Gruet Blanc de Noirs, Brut Sparkling Wine, and Orange Juice. Forgive my pronunciations. I just laugh because I'm like, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> you know what that reminded me of? Is when Slinky Dog is trying to do the things in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> Bienvenido a Slinky Dog Dash. Yeah, that's exactly what it was like. <laughs> or me trying to pronounce anything on this show. <laughs> Gruet Blanc de Noirs, Brute Sparkling Wine, and Orange Juice. <laughs> um, but then in the refillable mimosa, it was, oh boy, Freshanet Blanc de Blanca. Brewed sparkling wine and orange juice. So I'm assuming that the $12 one was probably a little a bit better more. One? Yeah, and yeah. the $19 <laughs> refillable mimosa option was like a a more affordable champagne. Exactly. Now, uh, now I do want to say that like for the mimosas, we didn't realize when we went in, but Tim was so wonderful and told us hey, you don't just have to get a mimosa with orange juice today. Yeah, and the first one, by default, it came with orange juice. Right. And we drank it, and it tasted like a mimosa. You know, it had the, the tartness of the orange juice with the bubbly of the champagne, and uh, it was good. Uh, but then I had remembered that I had seen on one of the food blogs or something like that that if you guys know what pog juice is or jungle juice that they serve at uh, at Tusker House in Animal Kingdom, um, pog juice is over at Polynesian, all over property. It's the uh, passion fruit orange guava juice. Yes. Um, so they actually offer that uh, elsewhere on property as part of a mimosa. So instead of the orange juice, you can get the pog juice. And so I was like... Hmm, I'm going to Google it and see where we can find that because I'd love to try that sometime. Right. Literally five seconds later, Tim comes over to the table and he goes, you want to try a different juice? We offer cranberry, pineapple, which we don't have right now, and pog juice. So I was like, oh my God, yes. We just looked at each other like, uh, oh, this we going to be a fun day. We were literally <laughs> just talking about that, like literally within seconds. He, yeah. he It's like he knew. 
Um, That's why he was so good. Oh, yeah. So after that, we ended up uh, trying the Pog Juice Mimosas, and those were absolutely fantastic. By far the best one. Um, I I, think. I was popping between the cranberry juice mimosas, which I had one, and then I was like, whoa, that's really good. It like went down really easily. Yeah, it tasted good. And then um, I would pop between that and the pog juice. Uh, one, Tim was like, do you want to try just like everything together? Let's so do a magical he, concoction. He just did pog juice and then cranberry juice and, and then champagne, and I was like, that Why was fantastic, when too. When in Rome. <laughs> and um, I will say we were probably there. We got our reservation was at 945. So we sat down about 945 and we were there till I would say almost what? 12. Almost. I think. <laughs> no, it was already past, it was past 12. 12. Yeah. yeah. So we were there. We had for, a good day. We were there for <laughs> like around three hours, maybe under. Yeah. Um, I would say under. Maybe not just at three yeah, hours. Yeah, like 1230, somewhere around there. Yeah, and, and I will say that it wasn't very, like, busy. No, they weren't exactly rushing us out. Yeah, they were letting us chill. And, like, if it had been busy, like, and we, you know... Totally would have understood. We, we would have we kind of wrapped things up faster. But right. there were lots of empty tables. They were moving between breakfast and lunch. So it wasn't like a, you know, a time where we d- had to be rushed out. Right. And at the end of the meal, we realized that we had drank a total of $96 of mimosas each. Which if e- we paid $12 If we paid $12 each. each. <laughs> but we only paid $19 each. And um, so we each had eight mimosas. Yikes. I've Ooh. never had eight mimosas before. Neither have I. And uh, I would definitely do it again. Yeah. So we actually made, <laughs> an- we actually made another reservation um, for... Uh, later in July, but there's a reason we made a reservation. Right. And the reason for that is because we found out that Through the Tim. wave is going to be closing on July 15th. That's shocking to me because I had heard such good things about that breakfast. And um, when Tim had said that, I was like, what? No way. Because we, we were just, having such a good time we having just these mimosas <laughs> and, and they're going to shut it on us in about a month and a half. Well, what was kind of explained to us was that they're kind of like remodeling the place because, you know, maybe for the 50th, because their aim is to reopen on October 1st. Or by October 1st. By October 1st. But Tim did say that it's going to be an entirely different restaurant. It's not going to be the wave with a paint job. Right. It's an entirely different restaurant that's going to open up prior to the 50th anniversary or, or right around it in October. So so we hope that they'll still have some similarities like breakfasts and refillable mimosas there you could bet your bottom dollar won't be 19 dollars anymore i bet <laughs> you it'll be like 30 no way yeah a new restaurant refillable mimosas i bet you it'll go up i mean but 25 24.99 <laughs> 25 it sounds it sounds better what, 20- are you playing prices right rules now yes i am <laughs> closest without going over all right well yes <laughs> um but yes the wave is closing after operations on july 15th so if you guys want to try the refillable mimosas or the uh, the wave feast or anything on that menu get over there before July 15th make a reservation on the my disney experience app go say hi to tim tell him that we sent you um, and we would love to uh, to hear your thoughts on your experiences at the wave if you get a chance to go there before July 15th yeah and we'll keep you guys updated on if like once it opens what everything is like so keep an ear out because even once it opens we're definitely going to go have to have to go back and visit there for sure now, there's some other stuff that we did that day. 
first thing we did is we walked over to the Magic Kingdom. Real quick, before we walked over to the Magic Kingdom, we did walk outside because you were able to park at the Contemporary if you have a reservation for the Wave or Chef Mickey's or any of the uh, the restaurants in the Contemporary. Right. And so what we were able to do is kind of hang out at the resort. And we made our way over to the sandbar real quick because, you know, we ate mimosas wasn't enough. So <laughs> we decided to, to head over to the sandbar and we had a couple more drinks. And I just want to tell you guys about this one drink that we had. Yes. It was called the Banana Cabana. And this drink was like the most tropically amazing drink I've ever had. I love banana flavored things, and it was just kind of like a hint of banana, but it also had coconut rum, it had orange juice, it had um, a bunch of other things in it with a little bit of splash of grenadine, and it was just perfect. It was like that perfect tropical vacation drink. Yeah. And it was so good that we went back and got another one. Yeah. Because that's what you do. After eight mimosas, you get two more drinks. But honestly, for being like, I feel like when you say eight mimosas plus like multiple more drinks, that sounds like we should have been like schnockered. <laughs> schnockered. I like yeah, that. schnockered. But Schnocker. like, I also feel like mimosas are fairly like small. Yes. And yes. so they're, 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 we're not talking about, you know, double Captain and Cokes here. We're talking about mimosas. Yeah. And even these drinks, I feel like they weren't like terribly strong. No. Which is exactly why I didn't get the, um, I think it was called like the poolside tea, which is like a Long Island yeah. iced tea. Yep. I didn't want to stumble my way into Magic Kingdom. So that was an awesome little experience, just sitting over there at the sandbar, right on, right on the water, right on um, the uh, the lagoon there. Um, and So then we decided to walk over to Magic Kingdom because that's what you do when you park at the Contemporary. If you take the monorail, you actually go the long way. You actually go by Grand Floridian and the Polynesian before going back all the way around to go to Magic Kingdom. So it's almost like a 20, 30-minute experience riding on the monorail right. from the Contemporary to Magic Kingdom. Right. Um, but walking there, literally the bus stop where you get off the off the buses if you're staying on property at Disney is right across the street from the Contemporary. So it was like a six, seven-minute walk maybe. Yeah. Uh, to the front gates of Magic Kingdom. And you walk through your own little security line outside there. And it was very, very easy to get in there. So if you guys are at Chef Mickey's or staying at Contemporary or checking out the wave because we sent you and you go say hi to Tim, um, walk to the Magic Kingdom because it is, it is very, very easy. Now, one thing I do want to say is like both of us were probably, you know, feeling pretty good at this point. But I would not say that like, you know, I was... I was feeling like, you know, drunk or no, anything God, no. at this point. No. We we're, we were feeling happy. Yeah, we were feeling happy. Now, um, while we were at Magic Kingdom, one thing I do want to mention about drinking in Florida is you sweat a lot. <laughs> yep. And I will say that I had probably lost like any, not any happiness, because that sounds any, really sad. Any buzz. Any buzz, because I had a, like a... a you know, a buzz going on. I feel like by the time that we were getting on our first ride, I was already like, good. <laughs> yeah. Like I just didn't sobered up. Yeah. Like I think I sweated out all the mimosas. <laughs> yeah. That walk from, uh, from the front entrance to space mountain, uh, right in that walk in the humidity with Taylor, that was, uh, whew, sweated it right out. We yeah. Were, we, were, we were good to go. Yeah. So I like, so that's one thing that I always struggle with, with, trying to justify like drinking at disney 
because like first off you know you're drinking you'll take an uber like it costs money for an uber and then you're walking around and you're getting drinks and you're sweating them out so by the time you actually go home you're like i'm like i, I just feel fine right now yeah so um that's one thing about drinking at disney so i do feel like by the time that you know we we hadn't been at magic kingdom that long we were just hydrating at that point for sure so um now we got to go on some rides we enjoyed our day um and but one thing was very different at magic kingdom yeah and and one thing that you kind of mentioned when we were walking into magic kingdom was how excited you were to see the mickey and friends cavalcade and that was my goal (laughs) literally after we had gone to the restroom where we walked in over by city hall we walked into main street and then here it comes here comes the mickey and friends cavalcade i so you were standing further away and i could i swear i could like hear it from like it like started and i was like i hear my favorite cavalcade right and i was like Bell from across the Magic Kingdom. Yep. And you were like, oh, and you ran over and we got the perfect spot and we'll have to post that video so you guys can see it. Um, I will tell you the sound isn't great on this video and there's a reason for that. So the Mickey and Friends cavalcade and all the cavalcades for that matter look very different right now. And I don't know this for a fact, but my educated guess would be that they're using the floats to design new ones for any upcoming parades, cavalcades, anything like that, that may be coming in the near future. Right. The reason why we were mentioning that is because the Mickey and Friends cavalcade, the first one that we saw was actually on the, the trolleys and the, the double decker uh, trucks that are used for the rainy day cavalcade. And so Mickey and Minnie were kind of just sitting up on top of these trucks on the top floor. Uh, and, and it was just it was weird because normally they're on the floats with the dancers and they're they're, they're, they're dancing. dancing around. And it was really weird. And obviously the song, the good, 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 good time uh, song is amazing. But not seeing all the characters dancing to it was kind of weird. It was so weird because like I was like dancing as hard as i could to that song because that's that's what i do and even if i hadn't had mimosas that morning (laughs) you still do i still dance to this song like all out every single time i see this cavalcade because it brings me so much joy um and i was dancing and it was like it's so weird to see the the characters just being like hello to the east yet rocket to the west oh hello no 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 dance moves but I know that it's just a temporary thing. Yeah. But as you were saying that normally the music comes out of the float, right? And now the music was coming out of the speakers. So when you do watch that video, uh, you might notice that like it sounds a little different and that's why. Well, it comes out of the speakers and the floats normally. Oh, okay. But the rainy day cavalcade trucks don't have the speakers that the floats do. Right. So it sounds a little kind of just muffled almost. Um, but it was still great to see Mickey, Minnie, uh, Donald, Daisy. Mm-hmm. Who else is in that cavalcade? It's not Goofy because Goofy has his own. Pluto. Pluto. Thank you. Um, it's always great to see them come right down the main, middle of Main Street, USA. Um, but one thing that we also noticed too is that the Fantasyland Friends cavalcade was also on the same vehicles. Yeah. That Mickey's cavalcade was on. And the princess cavalcade did not have that giant castle structure that they normally have. It's beautiful. They were walking. Yeah. Which was really weird. 
Um, usually they uh, they have some sort of vehicle because I would imagine that it's probably kind of tough to uh, to do that cavalcade in the heat with all the makeup and the dresses and all that. Um, but they were straight up walking down the middle of Main Street, USA. Shoot, I'm hot in my like shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. I don't know how they. I mean, I know they, you know, they probably like are nice and cool, and then they leave and they do their walk, and then they probably cool down again. Sure, but you know, that's still like a long walk in, you know, basically like those giant princess dresses. They're not exactly right. made for ninety degree humidity. And the only one that was not walking was Cinderella because her dress is massive and she was in the back of the of the cavalcade she was just riding along. I mean, we are at the park that has her castle it's in true. it. So It's true. She does get VIP treatment. Yeah, I think she does get VIP treatment. But I am excited to see what they do with the cavalcades. Um the ones especially that are during the day just when you come visit and we're going to get to other cavalcades here in a couple minutes. But the last thing I want to mention about our visit that day was aside from all the other rides we got to ride, we ride, we rode a ton of stuff. Um, but we got to ride the People Mover finally. For the first time in forever. It was so We wonderful. got back on the People Mover. Yes. And it was great. It, it felt smoother. It felt a little bit faster. And getting the views of Tron that we hadn't seen in over a year was great. It was good to see the construction moving along. It looks like the whole LED... Um, canopies are are completely built right now they're not completely done but like the structure the bones yeah are, are basically done there's a lot of dirt uh it's still a long way to go y'all uh it's it am- is it, not done <laughs> it, no it's definitely not done it's amazing how long this is taking i remember it was announced at d23 in 2017 that's four years ago and meanwhile in that span of time a year and a half ago, Velocicoaster was announced, and we're already riding it. Yeah, I mean, I you're right, but I mean... I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, th- what it reminded me of is if you've ever built something from, like, Ikea, and you dump everything on the floor, and part of it is built, and the rest of it is all over the floor, that's what it reminded me of yeah. going past that. I was like, I can see this is going to be amazing. It's just weird to see, like, all the pieces laid out on the floor. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a really complicated Lego set yeah. that's taking forever to build. <laughs> It was just shocking because we haven't gotten to be on the people mover to see any of these other, you know, the steps happen. So getting to see it was really cool. Being on the people mover was awesome. And I will say that the hype for the people mover has gone back to normal. Thank God. Because back when the first day it opened, people were waiting, what, like two hours for it? Why? Y'all. Y'all. I I love the people mover as much as anyone. But two hours? Come on. You guys are nuts. Yeah, and I mean, I, I I think that it said that there was a five-minute wait, and I think we it was a little bit longer. Yeah, like eight, nine, yeah. maybe, because the line kind of winded around a little bit over by Astro Orbiter. But we got on pretty quickly, and it was a smooth ride. It was a little bit quicker than normal. Um, yeah, all the same stuff is still there, the same voiceover, all that. Uh, one thing that we did notice that it, it did break down while we were riding Space Mountain. Yeah. Because when we were on Space Mountain... The people mover track was lit up, so the inside of Space Mountain was more lit up than normal. It wasn't the full-on lights on, right? But the because the people mover track was lit up, you could actually see a lot more of Space Mountain than you normally would, and I thought right. that was really cool too. Yeah, I was just really like surprised to like be able to see everything coming at me. Yeah, because like when I 
like normally ride Space Mountain. Sometimes it's a little bit darker. Sometimes like you can kind of see it, but it was like, oh, I can, <laughs> I can see that if I put my, it feels like if you put your hands up high enough, you're going to get you like, won't have hands. yeah, I won't have hands anymore. And so I, it was just, it was very cool to see all of that. However, I will say my favorite, favorite, favorite way to ride Space Mountain is in complete darkness. Sure. So. Or the Christmas version. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I still prefer Complete Darkness with the spooky <sighs> sounds. Spooky sounds. But I like the Christmas rock version. That's uh, that's my second favorite. And right. then third is like normal. Yeah. But well, speaking of spooky sounds. Yes. And darkness. Yes. We're going to talk about Magic Kingdom even more. So we had a wonderful day in Magic Kingdom yesterday. It was fantastic. I mean, we stayed there way longer than we meant to. We didn't leave the park till like almost close to closing. Yeah. And so we had a wonderful day. But we got some more wonderful days coming up, and they're going to be spooky. We're going to have some spooky, spooky, spooky days. And what we are going to be talking about is the Disney After Hours Boo Bash, which that is going to start this fall. That is right. We did uh, sort of break some news a couple of weeks ago yeah. about the uh, the Disney's After Hours Boo Bash on our website. Um a few weeks ago, but we didn't have any details about the parties yet. And we didn't know if it was a replacement for Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. We didn't know if it was something completely different or something in addition to Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. Right. Um, because the words after hours are usually the, the three hour events that are later in the night, you know, nine o'clock to midnight or 10 o'clock to 1am type of thing that they used to do at, at the different parks that would charge a premium. It'd be way less tickets sold and you could get on, basically walk on any ride. Right. That's part of the allure. Right. So they did announce today all the the details that they have at the moment for the Disney's After Hours Boo Bash. And we're just going to kind of go over things. And what were, what are our thoughts on um, cost versus what you're getting for the cost of the ticket? Um, so just want to kind of read a little bit verbatim from the Disney website. And it says, starting in October, decorations on Main Street USA will receive a transformation on event nights to celebrate the world's most magical celebration as Walt Disney Imagineering and Walt Disney World Holiday Services team up to blend the fall look with the story of Cinderella creating special pumpkin coach decorations, adding to the park's iridescence decor for the 50th anniversary. The event will take place on 23 nights starting at 9 p.m. until midnight. Some nights, 9.30 to 12.30. Tickets for Disney's After Hours Boo Bash grants access to the Magic Kingdom as early as 7 p.m. so you can enjoy the park before the event even starts. Guests will also be allowed to dress in costume, although costume masks are not permitted for adults, only by children 14 and under. Special cavalcades will appear throughout the night, including Mickey's Happy Halloween Cavalcade, the Disney Villains Halloween Cavalcade, the song that we played at the beginning of the episode, uh, Jack's Nightmare Cavalcade, which is great as well, and an appearance by Maleficent as a fire-breathing dragon as once seen in the Festival of Fantasy Parade. Characters will be spotted throughout the park, including Miss Carlotta at the Haunted Mansion, Goofy, Chip and Dale, the Cadaver Dance, and other surprises. Complimentary snacks will be available like ice cream, novelties, popcorn, and select beverages. Attractions will, of course, be open, such as Seven Dwarves Mine Train, Haunted Mansion, Jungle Cruise, Big Thunder Mountain, Space Mountain, Peter Pan's Flight, and more. There will also be specialty food offerings, including an apple ginger dale, frozen drink, and a foolish mortal funnel cake. 
The funnel cake will also be available outside of the event hours from October 1st through November 1st. Guests will also be able to do trick-or-treat around the park to get Halloween candy. That's exciting. Uh, Disney Photo Pass is also available to take shots throughout the night. And annual pass holders and Disney Vacation Club members can get a $10 discount on event nights in August and September. Now, as far as pricing goes, there are three different price levels. August and September dates, uh, the after-hours Boobash tickets will go for $129 through $139 plus tax. The October dates are going to be between $159 and $169 plus tax. And then good old Halloween night, October 31st, will go for $199 plus tax. So there's That's a lot of info. So there's a lot to unpack here. So first off, last year this did not happen. There was no Mickey's not so scary Halloween party, which is the usually the Halloween party we get every year. Right. And we got to experience that the year before. So last year we actually got Halloween cavalcades during the day. The park was decorated for halloween to a point so yeah. it wasn't as full out but it was still decorated they had the the flashing minky pumpkins up they had some halloween decor but it wasn't as all out as they normally do and they also played some spooky music like there was halloween merch um so there was enough to make it feel like halloween a lot of those treats were available at different locations. Right, to purchase. Like Danny said, we saw the cavalcades. We saw some characters that you don't normally see. We did see the cadaver dance a few times. Just about everything that we just read off verbatim from the Disney website that's being offered at the After Hours Boo Bash was actually offered to regular guests, annual pass holders, cast members, whoever was allowed to come to Magic Kingdom in the fall of last year. And for that to kind of go away and to be transitioned into a very expensive three-hour experience kind of rubs me the wrong way. Well, I do want to kind of rewind one more year also, because the year before everything happened, you had your Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, sure. which the things that are included in that feel worth it for the price. Yeah. Um, There's two very notable things that I can think of that are not listed here. I would say three. Okay, what are are your... The reason I say three are because one of them I really like to do and I never got to do enough of at the party. First one, a parade. The only time you get to see a parade, boo boo to you. Fantastic parade. Second, you get your um, fireworks show. That's my second one. Third, you get character meet and greets that you don't get any other time so you get villains you get characters that you never see in the parks yeah we met moana at the uh tiki room yeah and but we never like do that enough because we want to make use of all the other stuff and like there's only so much you can do in those couple hours right but you get to do that and you get to do those character meet and greets which i think is really really cool and so i think those three things are some really really awesome special, unique things that you get to do when you're doing that. The the biggest exclusion for me, and especially now that things are getting back to normal in June, and we're talking about an event that's not even starting for another two months, is the fact that they're, as of right now, it could happen. It's not listed right now. But there's no fireworks spectacular. There's no 10-foot Jack Skellington coming out and hosting the Halloween spectacular. There's no Sanderson Sisters show on the stage. Like that, that kind of stuff felt so different than a normal day at Disney that the extra price for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party really did feel worth it. Right, and I don't know if they're going to do this, but like you also had like 
the overlay at Space Mountain, right. where you yep. were where you were riding Space Mountain in complete darkness while they played spooky music. I think they also did. They also had live characters or live live actors in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, and outside of Haunted Mansion. Yeah, and so there's just there were so many things that made the price feel worth it because you were getting a very exclusive, unique experience. You felt like you were at a Halloween party, not just Disney later in the day. Yeah, and then we go back to last year. And we got those cavalcades. We got them all day. If I wanted to see the villains cavalcade like four times during the day, we could. Yeah, we got to wear costumes to Magic Kingdom for a month and a half. I will say it was very hot. It was hot, but oh, it, was it was really exciting and fun to do. It was so much fun. Like, I loved it. And now that we're getting to this year, we now we can't wear, wear costumes to the park during the day. We just get these cavalcades, the Halloween cavalcades, which don't get me wrong, I love Halloween cavalcades, but a cavalcade is just like such a, like it's just such a small piece of a real parade. Right. Um, and you could totally miss it because they're not going to give you times. So you actually have to see, like kind of stumble across a cavalcade and that's one of the big sellers. And I'm not going to lie, I love the cadaver dance, but that's not a selling point for me. I, I'm like it, they're just they're just not not that, not at the price points that they're offering for this event. Like, is the would the cab- cadaver dance being there be a huge plus? A hundred percent. But if you're going to try to sell that as like one of the top build things that I'm paying for, I'm not really buying that. Yeah. So uh, the announcement today, like we just read verbatim, um, with everything that they're offering so far. And for them to have those prices listed there, it seems kind of ludicrous to me. I don't know. I'm sure people will still buy them, and that's why they can charge whatever they want because people will still buy them. But these prices are nuts for what are being what's being offered in comparison to what was offered with the price of admission last fall, and what was offered for a cheaper price in the past at Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. And you're taking away the three biggest ticket items for these events in the stage shows, the fireworks, and the parade. The other thing is, like, two years ago, they offered this, like, ticket that was $300. And you could go to as many Halloween parties as you could fit into your life. Yeah. Except Halloween night, which is fine. Like, I totally get that that's probably, you know, a little bit that that day is going to be really crowded. However, like, I mean, that's just a really, really big price jump. For a, for a three-hour experience. It, even Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, that was 7 to 12, and you could get into Magic Kingdom at 4. So theoretically, you could get an eight-hour day. My family and I, we didn't do the, the Halloween one, but we did the Christmas one, which was the same thing. We used that eight-hour experience as a Magic Kingdom day. Right. And we were able to get everything done because of the, the amount of time and the lesser crowds later in the day for the Halloween for the Christmas party. The three-hour thing is, is crazy for these kind of prices. I mean, here's, here's the other thing. Back in the day, they used to keep Magic Kingdom open to like two or three in the morning. Yeah. If you're going to charge people without all of the like big things, your big ticket items, and you're kind of like, well, you can have candy and the cadaver dance will sing to you. And also you might catch a cavalcade. 
um, for the same price. I'll go spend 10 bucks like on November 1st at CVS and get like 15 bags of candy. Right. But like also. That doesn't entice me. Right. But, you know, the one thing that I feel like I wish they had done here has been is be like, hey, you can be at the Magic Kingdom from 930 to two o'clock in the morning because that's cool. Yeah. Like and that's something that people miss. And so that would feel a little bit more worth it for the price. And I know that the the villains events and the after hours events they've done in the past were also three hours, and but they were a little bit cheaper, and uh, you were able to get very exclusive stage shows and fireworks and that kind of thing, whereas this just kind of feels like everything they had last year in the fall that we got plus, for free plus trick or treating. Yeah, and you get to do it for three hours in the dark. Yeah. And like I was saying to you earlier, I feel like we got spoiled last year because we would literally go to Magic Kingdom and I'd be like, when's the villains cavalcade again? That's my favorite cavalcade. And we'd like listen for it and then, you know, go watch it. And, you know, the the Jack Skellington parade, like all of the parades were so amazing. And, you know, not being able to see those except maybe once this year is kind of a bummer because Halloween's my favorite time of year at Disney. Now, I know for those of you guys who've been longtime listeners, we greatly appreciate you guys. We are normally very, very positive on this show. But when I read everything that was included in these events and saw the price point, I knew we had to record and we had to be honest because we don't want to lead you guys the wrong way. Those of you who trust us with this kind of information... Uh, we don't want to lead you guys the wrong way and saying, "Oh yeah, this is going to be awesome. Go waste your money." You know, like we we don't want to say that. We were going to be very honest. Our opinions are, I, I think, are important. Yeah. And we wanted to tell you guys exactly how we felt about this. And to me, the listed uh, events from this uh, this ticketed event here don't really equate to that price point. Yeah, and honestly, one thing I I also want to say is my mom has never experienced disney halloween and one thing that she's looking at doing and like we're, we're hoping like my sisters can come to um you know you just gotta look at schedules first but like they want to come down and experience halloween because they've never experienced halloween here and so when they announced that there was going to be a halloween party or what we thought was a party um they were super excited. And so I think they're still going to be excited to go and kind of like see the Halloween cavalcades. Cause that'll be new for them and experience that. But I just, I, I feel like the cavalcades are going to be the only selling point for them out of that list of things. Sure. Like I don't see my mom and sisters being super excited to go trick or treating at magic kingdom. Like I, no, no hate against trick or treating right. by any means, but like, but nobody's going to eat all that candy anyway. And like the cadaver Dan's honestly, like that's something you stop and you check out for a couple minutes and then you move on to the next thing. Right. Like again, cadaver Dan's are super talented, but it's just not the reason that we're going to drop possibly $199 on a ticket. It's wild. Um, I paid less for Backstreet Boys tickets. (laughs) I'm just saying. Yeah, I got to admit, unless they add the stage shows and or fireworks or anything like that to the bill on the on these events, I don't think I'm going to want to do any of these. I want I'm just so torn because I really want to go because I love Halloween at Disney because at the beginning of this year, everything felt so far away from being normal. Sure. And now we're fully vaccinated. You know, when we were at Magic Kingdom, the only time we had to wear masks was when we were inside. 
you know, hopefully next week we'll get to go to Universal and we won't, we'll get to ride rides without masks. And that didn't seem like a possibility back in January. Right. And so at least that it would happen this fast. And so I was really hoping that we would get a little piece of Halloween, if not more. Especially with this much progress and it's still being early June. Right. And I'm just really, really hoping they give us a little bit of what they seem to be charging us for. And, you know, I'm I'm all for Halloween. I love Halloween, but I'm just, I don't know. I'm just very torn. It's like bittersweet. It's like, yay, Halloween things, but only one. It's going to cost you. Only one bite. You get one bite of Halloween and that's it. Yeah, it's a very, very <laughs> expensive bite. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, but I guess we'll see. I mean, the all of this is still a little bit further away. Yeah, and the tickets go on sale starting June 15th um, for all the dates. So if you do want to go to the After Hours Boobash, definitely go on the Disney website June 14th and get your tickets. Um, hopefully, in the near future, there'll be stuff added to the bill for the event, um, different things coming down the pipeline. We shall see. But uh, for now, for me, it doesn't feel worth it. Um, but we just wanted to be really honest with you with our thoughts on um, this After Hours Boobash and what we thought or if we thought it was worth it for you guys. One thing, though, that I have found through all of the Disney and other theme park things that we've experienced is you guys have to make that decision for yourself. Is it worth it? Everybody's going to have a different answer to that. But we over here at A Couple of Park Hoppers are going to be here to give you our opinions every time. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow at Park Hopper Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now join over... Be sure to follow at Park Hopper Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now join over 10,000 people following us on TikTok. Again, keep an eye on all of our social media platforms for an announcement regarding our first live show. For easy access to all our content and to visit our merchandise store, visit a couple of parkhoppers.com. And until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the, the parks. parks.